0: Shirt.
1: I'm I'm wearing the Coco Pelly shirt.
0: Does it? It looks like it fits quite nicely, actually.
1: Put it through the wash. Not Uh because I think it's a dirty product or anything, but uh, just because. I don't know. It just. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened to it, but it got into the it got into the laundry.
0: That's okay. I mean, I wash shirts the first like before I wear them a lot. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, because a lot of times they have like a weird smell or it's maybe a little. Rough, the fabric's a little rough I hate that one, you know, Growing up It's like very starchy or something
1: Growing up I had friends that Just down the block actually that had really soft shirts And I <clears throat> Excuse me I had no idea how they did it All my shirts were rough And um, Yeah fabric softener Not yeah. not, a, not a big mystery <laughs> They used fabric softener It's fabric we, softener. we didn't use it in my house And I went to my mom And I said mom Can we get fabric softener And she said no well, and that was the end of that. that then you're gonna—you just have rough shirts. She wasn't really. She wasn't really the kind of person that you uh, asked twice about something like that. She isn't now. Um, she isn't now. Still. But you still wouldn't. I mean, you still wouldn't want to ask her something twice.
0: Her answer is her answer. You have I. Uh, I respect that, of that's, course.
1: That's correct. She's the mom. She's Whoa. the mom. <laughs> that's, we can't have that.
0: Usually, usually I'm that way too. Usually my answer is my answer.
1: I respect Not that. Not always though. I respect Not that. Not always. I, uh, I sat down and, uh, I opened up, a <laughs> I don't know if you can see this, but I I am ready for the research portion of our, of our.
0: <laughs> you got Wikipedia up. All right.
1: I got a fresh Wikipedia page ready to go.
0: I, um, I did a little reading.
1: Oh, did you? Maybe you can kick yeah. it off then.
0: Um, well, do we want to, is that where we want to start? Do we want to just go into the expose? Should we, um, we have three lectures to get to, two of which are somewhat Wait, Wait,
1: bi- we have three ready? Yes. We have Mayflies.
0: We have Mayflies. We have book sales. We have Silver
1: Skin. Silver Skin was, got recorded today.
0: Yeah. He emailed it to us.
1: Oh, I didn't see it. Did it's, he, it's did he the, email it to the Hickma Gmail? Yeah, that's sick. I think that's the first time I've said Hickma out loud on the show.
0: <laughs> first time. I I mean I I prefer just to say hell is kicking my ass.
1: I like saying hell is kicking my ass. That's that was a, a primary motivator in uh, making the show that title. Name. <laughs> just so we had an excuse to say it. We yeah. almost had we almost had a production meeting last night for t-shirt design. We could have really true. we really could have moved the needle, but then we didn't.
0: Well, that would have been what three two production <laughs> meetings in a row and then recording three three in a row. That We're having a busy week. It's kind of a busy, it'd be week. A busy week.
1: It's been a busy yeah. week. Yeah, busy week for,
0: it, is, it has been kind of a for busy hobbies, week for my hobbies which
1: don't provide any revenue or any anything. Hey, even, we have we right.
0: have ads now, so
1: We could be doing that.
0: No, I mean the ads play before.
1: Oh, we can't you do anything. Listen. Oh, oh, the ads play. Yeah. Do we have any control not, as to what they are?
0: No, I don't. I wouldn't think so.
1: Interesting. Wait, are we getting money off of that? Yeah. Oh my god. We oh my will.
0: Gosh. I'm interested to see what it will actually be.
1: That'd be amazing.
0: I mean, I'm just interested. I mean, I'm sure it's not going to be. I'm more interested than like too. I'm interested. A few, in... A f- it's going to be like a few dollars, maybe.
1: It's gonna go straight to my head. I'm. We're gonna monetize, and it's gonna change me.
0: We are monetized.
1: We're monetized, and it's it's B- because, beginning to change me.
0: Because you got SoundCloud Pro, you yeah. paid SoundCloud one hundred and forty four dollars to make two dollars and forty three cents a month.
1: Is that are those exact numbers, or is that just you throwing it out there? That's just a number that I'm speculating. Man, we're a long way from break even.
0: Well, this is. We do this because of passion, not because of the
1: money. Dad should have let me go to art school that way; I could spend all my time not making any money, <laughs> as opposed to just a couple hours a week. Food for thought. Um, but um, mm-hmm. let's not rehash the past. I wanted to mention something. The Coco Pelli shirt is on natural. It, mm-hmm. I think that's what this. This this oh so this okay. could this is an option for for the hickma shirt and then the, the print would be black and gray i this. think that would be very nice i think it could look quite nice i like the
0: color of the shirt since we both have it we've both seen it live you know we've seen it we've so held it in our hands we have the same and shirt. i like we have the same shirt i like the color of the shirt a lot
1: i um, like the colors on the the, the chest the chest uh the, piece
0: the embroidery
1: it's kind of whimsical a little more color uh-huh. than I usually wear. I mean, I usually wear colors, but they're usually a little more muted.
0: It's kind of, you know, your southwestern pastel kind of a thing. Not quite pastel, but getting there.
1: This one's brighter than the rest of them? The guy in yeah, front
0: is that? I, yeah, I don't know why. There's six Cocoa pellies on it, and one is a lighter shade of blue than the rest of them, and I don't know why, but I do appreciate that.
1: It could be kind of like trying to help the optical illusion that they're the same color, since this one's obviously on a darker background. This is on a lighter background. At any rate, so... You think it's
0: it's a different You think they're all the same color and it's just an optical illusion?
1: No, I think they're the same color, but in order for this not to look... In order for this not to look different, they actually had to make it different. You feel me?
0: No. Because the one on the other side is on the background too, but it's clearly a different color from the first one.
1: Yeah, you're right. There's something. Well, maybe it's a conversation piece. We're talking about it. We're talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, uh, so this would be one of the options for the shirt, and then of course black. You know. Well, yeah, we're gonna get black. You can sure. You can't go wrong. No. No, not at all. So, so very excited about that. Um, still haven't figured out the logistics, but it seems like we've got an enthusiastic um, project partner in Adam. So, we do. So that'll be he's good. Been
0: very. He's been. He's a burgeoning uh, fashion designer.
1: That's right. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna put some some big Johnson shirts together for us. Yes. Coco Pelli staring at a woman with a big set of tits.
0: Uh, Coco Pelli, big Coco Johnson Peli is T-shirt. Just doing is, this,
1: and she's wearing like a bikini that's kind of the bottoms have fallen off.
0: And Coco Pelli's on a jet ski.
1: Yeah, he's riding on a jet ski with the flute in yeah. hand. He's able to just sort of steer it with his knees, the way that one one does on the highway. He,
0: yeah, he could steer it with something else. Oh
1: my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you see, you're making me blush.
0: If she's hot enough, There's, you know what I'm saying?
1: She certainly... Um, I mean, that's kind of Coco Pelly's game. That's kind of his it whole... It is. I mean, he's his his fresh, sh- as we
0: learned, he's he's all about fertility.
1: He's the fertility god. Um, sort of one of those gods that's, uh takes the form of a, of a man or a man-sized creature. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, are you drinking a beer tonight?
0: No, I had a coffee.
1: I kind of wanted a coffee, but uh,
0: I had a coffee. I am um, tr- trying to uh, mostly limit my weekday drinking. Hmm. I did have a few glasses of wine last night, mm-hmm. and I'm making a pot roast tomorrow, so I'll probably have some wine with that because obviously I'm going to use the wine one going in the, into the into the dish into the into the dish. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Thinking ahead, yeah, just you know, trying to ration those those alcohol calories.
1: Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I am. I'm hoping uh, I'm even. I was even thinking of the beers that I'm gonna have tonight during this in the terms of calories. Like, oh, I'll get a couple, couple hundred calories out of that, (laughs) and you know, call it call it a day. You're good. I love to think about beer as part of dinner, because to me. It's like, it's part of the sustenance. It's part of the sustaining force in my life.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really intelligent way to think about beer.
1: Thank you. Did you hear Max just now?
0: Yeah, I, I heard him and I saw him run across the couch. I
1: don't know what his deal is. I think he saw a spider earlier and now he like thinks he's seeing it everywhere, but he hasn't. There's, I think he probably just tortured it to death.
0: well he's a cat so
1: do you um do you want to talk about enigma let's talk about enigma
0: so uh you know we just on the last episode if if the listeners were not able to persevere uh through the episode which admittedly might have been a little tough uh we did talk about enigma and how i kind of wanted to listen to the song Return to Innocence by Enigma mm-hmm. in the shower and relax. Because uh, I think it's a really great song. And then, of course, we did end the episode with uh a cover of Enigma or of uh Return to Innocence by Enigma from the beautiful Tibetan singer Alan.
1: Alan and company.
0: A very, very beautiful woman. Uh very beautiful.
1: A beautiful singing voice and interpretation voice. of the song.
0: It's a great cover. Um, even if you could not make it through the entire episode that we fucked up, I highly recommend to just go to the last five minutes and listen to that song because it's it's great. Um, but what we found out was there was a uh, like a copyright dispute or. I think it was, I guess technically it was a copyright dispute, right? Because the, like the famous hook in the song, mm-hmm. which I don't know, do you think you could pull it off for us real quick? Uh, yeah. That one, everybody knows it. Um, that was wasn't as good as the
1: first time I did it, but I think we're still on, good. I think we're still on key. Yeah,
0: people will. You'll, you'll. You'll. If you know it, you know it. It doesn't matter. Um. So I guess that sample was not paid for. That the producer, the man behind Enigma, I don't remember his name. Now. Oh. Uh, uh, um. Shit. He. he to just, innocence. He just found that. He found that sample and assumed that it was...
1: Just ready uh, to rock.
0: It was ready to rock. It was... Um,
1: Cleared, as they say in the industry. Do they say that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I don't know what they say. He thought, he it, thought was it, was it was public domain. Public there domain. we go. That's what I was looking at. He thought it was public domain. Okay. Um, it was not, however. it was. It was actually... And this is really what blew my mind, I think, was... I think when you hear that song, you think that it's like some sort of, you know, Native American chanting.
1: It's got but a Native American quality to it.
0: Yeah. We obviously thought it was Native American, but it was not. It's actually chanting from indigenous Taiwanese people.
1: That's right. Uh,
0: a um, Which is kind of crazy. A
1: people called uh, the Amis or Amis, A-M-I-S. I don't want yeah. to exoticize that any further than uh than it yeah, ought to I be, don't... but uh apparently and it's 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 the elder's drinking song.
0: Yeah. Who knew?
1: The Elder's Drinking Song from the and Amos appar- people.
0: So, so apparently the French government funded some sort of like recording series similar to like i think what you said like an alan lomax kind of a thing yeah for these taiwanese people yeah i don't know why the i I don't know why the french government specifically did that but they did and then the guy from enigma found that and i guess he thought it was you know since it's like a traditional song he thought it was in the public domain so he just ripped that shit off when it was not in the public domain. In fact, I think the sample was recorded in, like, 1989. Or the song, the actual song was recorded in 1989. And then Enigma's song comes out in, like, 92 or something like that. So it's pretty fresh. You would think he was probably, like... He probably, he probably bought that CD at Barnes & Noble. He should know that that's copyrighted.
1: <laughs> it's Michael Cretu. Cretu. Oh, God, there's... No, it's... Uh... There might be a different sound in the uh, last name. It's Romanian, so I'm not,
0: I'm not um, going to be able to. I'm not. gonna I'm be able not to, trying. I'm not pulling that off. I'm, but I'm not trying. I'm not pulling that Romanian.
1: off. Romanian, but um, maybe it's Kretsu. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Maybe. Uh. But the um, the performance of the elders drinking the elders drinking songs originally by two individuals named uh are they related? They're a husband and wife. Uh They're a husband and wife. A pair of farmers from Taiwan named uh Daifang or Difang Duana and Ige, or I- Ige, Igay. I G A Y. Fuck.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, now we have we have audio of Brooks saying Senegal Ige. God,
1: du Ige and Duana right after that. I Ige, <laughs> Duana. <laughs> uh Son of a gun. Well,
0: it took a lot of work, but my trap was sprung, and I got the audio. And that's this whole of thing him saying that the whole thing. this whole this whole thing has just been a setup to make you say that, <laughs> and then use it, use it on you.
1: I knew as soon as I said it that a line had been crossed, that um, that I wasn't coming back from that.
0: Yeah. Do you? I I also I read their Wikipedia page and I have to say that the section on their death, pretty great. Not that the fact that they died, but. Um,
1: oh my god! What do you want to you want to do it?
0: Uh, so D Fang died. Rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace, D Fang. He died. He'd been struggling with diabetes for many years, and then he got bit by a venomous centipede, and he Damn. went into seps and he went into sepsis. That's so metal. And- and died uh what was it is it uh I think March of two thousand two and then yeah, that's correct uh, oh. damn I gay dies about six weeks later from breast cancer.
1: that's sad when you uh, my my great grandparents um followed a similar trajectory after well, not the venomous centipede but. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I don't believe that Dai Fang has a, a monopoly on that. But I have not, you know, in my circle, no one else has died of a venomous centipede. But no, uh, my yeah. great grandfather passed from I don't know, being old, and then uh, my great grandmother just died. Like I think it was six, eight weeks later, not very long after.
0: Yeah, I mean that
1: they just kind of they hold on for one another. It's, it's romantic. It is. It's it's
0: very romantic, um, especially like those old couples. They've been married forever. I do think you die of a broken heart.
1: So the, the the it was the Ministry of Education, so it was some kind of project that the French government was trying to carry out with EMI. And you know, apparently it was a very kind of clean cut case like yeah, you took it, we didn't get paid for it. You should have paid us for it or something or I, I don't know. You know yeah. how it went down, but it was settled out of court. So hopefully they got paid. And they I lived they to the c- age of, you know. Uh, do we know? They were like seventy nine or eighty. They were eighty they were years old. old. They were both born in twenty one, twenty two of the uh of the nineteen hundreds, of course.
0: And um I think they got writing credits, so they got royalties. Mhm. But uh not obviously for for too long, but they've got a they couple other.
1: It. They've got a couple other songs credited to their name on maybe that same, um, you know, album or effort or release or whatever called. Um, I'm not going to say it in the French, but it's vocal polyphonies of the uh, Taiwan aborigines or whatever.
0: You know. Yeah, don't try to say that in French.
1: Uh, you know, my French isn't bad, but it's not it's not good enough for this podcast.
0: Mine is non existent, so
1: um But don't try the it. The other don't songs are Weeding and Field's song number one. Which is kinda nice. I kinda wanna hear that one. Um obviously Elder's Drinking Song, the classic that we all know and love. Yeah. I listened to it in the car the other day, coming home from from physical therapy real loud I open up the moon roof and I uh, oh uh, Enigma not not, not and I was going <laughs> to say
0: the, the original or the Enigma song the
1: Enigma track yeah the Enigma song okay it's short it's not as long as I'd like it to be um
0: you could probably find one of those YouTube 10 hour loops
1: you so looked. there's el- yeah I'll bet i bet and there's elders drinking song uh and then there's jubilant drinking song so hmm I kinda wanna hear that too. Cause Elders drinking song is like so pleasant, I wonder if jubilant drinking song just kind of takes it to that next level of ecstasy. Something to think about.
0: I, I bet it probably what does. What do you think about that? I think it w I think it, it has to. Well I guess I I, I, I don't fucking know. <laughs>
1: So that's it. We'll we blew the. We'll listen to it. We blew the fucking lid off the French government.
0: Fuck you, French government. Fuck you. Fuck you, EMI. Michael Kretzu. Th- fuck you, EMI. kretsu Fuck you.
1: You're fucking Kretu. on notice. You're on the fucking list. On, I know how to pronounce your on. name. I can find you. It's fucking. You're done.
3: Fuck
0: you. Damn, it feels so good to break a 25 year old story on this podcast.
1: That was some investigative reporting <laughs> I, visited. <laughs>
0: I visited. I visited two I read,
1: Wikipedia pages.
0: I visited three, I Deep think.
1: Linking because I clicked on one to get to the other.
0: Yeah. So, I've learned a lot that way in my life.
1: That's true. Like, I'd probably say. Well, you, you know, it's hard to weigh it. It's hard to weigh it up against experiences, but just sheer raw facts, you know, uh, uh, sort of artifacts of trivia. It's got to be Wikipedia has to take the has to take the cake for oh. like past the post fifty one percent of the knowledge.
0: Oh yeah, it's not even close for me. No comparison to any other source.
1: It's kind of funny because I remember as kids the idea of like. You know, it's an old thing, but it used to be that, you know, if somebody had the money or whatever in your family, a graduation present, a good graduation present could be like a set of a volume of of, of, of encyclopedias. Right. A good one. I don't know what that means. I don't know how much they cost because I didn't actually end up getting Britannica. That. Yeah. Encyclopedia Britannica. Um, I did have the encyclopedia. I had that CD one. That was like kind of an AOL sort of like it just showed up at my house one day. Uh, yeah, issue in Carta. In Carta. Oh yeah, that was that was sick with some pictures. Yeah, um,
0: had like little videos and stuff too for certain articles. But
1: I remember thinking like I'm not gonna leave through the encyclopedia, but then when it was digital, you know, it just that's exactly what happened.
0: That's it. I spend. Uh, I don't know. I would say I su- I spend a significant time every day on Wikipedia.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Significant. It's a percentage of my day every day. Like <sighs>
1: I'm so gassy tonight.
0: I'm trying to think what did I what was I reading about this morning? Hmm. I don't remember. I guess it wasn't that good.
1: Whatever. Who gives a shit? On to the next. Um we, yeah. we put Enigma to bed.
0: Enigma lights out. Well, we have um What's we next? Three we lectures. gotta kinda keep it moving tonight. Yeah, we do have to kinda keep it moving. We got three lectures. Uh so we have uh we got one on book sales.
1: Fantastic.
0: One on which is actually a, it's like a two parter. Did you see that? There's two files. I haven't looked at all. Okay. Well, there's one and then uh Claire sent us uh, an addendum <laughs> to the first one. I haven't listened to either. I haven't listened to any of these. Uh Great. So we're we're coming in fresh, uh, but we got the we have Claire sent us some stuff about book sales. And then uh we have a return lecturer in Connor who's going to talk to us about Silver Skin. That's exciting. And then I think we should cap it off with The Mayflies. Uh, the Mayflies. Okay. Which is of course your your dad. My dad. Kind enough kind enough to record a lecture for us. I think he did some writing Mayflies. for the lecture as well. Oh wow. Okay.
1: I'm kind of excited about that.
0: I think we should we should probably st- I think that's the order we should go. Book, Book sales, sales. All right. Silver
1: skin May Mayflies. Okay. Let me get uh let me get them queued up. I didn't uh, yeah, do that I, I apologize.
0: Uh don't don't open iTunes.
1: No. This uh, I'm going to try to open VST
0: just VLC.
1: Oh, yeah. God damn it. VST is never mind.
4: Hey, hell is kicking my ass, fam. This is Claire. Um, I'm in the stew, which is my bedroom, and there is construction outside of my window. And I do apologize that I'm not wearing my headphones because they're on my desk, which is like six, six to ten feet away from where I'm sitting. Um, I'm about to go to my job at a bookstore where I have worked for the last year, I'll give a little background, though. About a year and a half ago at this point, I graduated um, with an MFA in fiction writing. Right now, I am deep in the throes of rewriting a book so that hopefully um, an agent will take this, accept it. Her and I will do another editing pass or maybe 10 over it. Eventually, hopefully, fingers crossed, That book then will be sold to a publishing house. Um, The agent gets about 10% of whatever that book deal is. It's probably going to be like, I don't know, $5,000. I mean, who knows? It's not, I don't think it's that impressive of a number. I don't think it's much to make a career off of. Um, And then there's another edit done with the editor at the publishing house. So this is like, I'm literally maybe a fourth of the way through this entire process of putting out a novel. And it also might not happen for me. But anyway, I did want to tell a quick anecdote about the bookstore that I work in. I don't know if I should say this name of the bookstore that I work in or the author I'm about to tell you about because I know you guys probably are averaging 2.5 million listeners an episode. I don't want to put anyone on blast. So um, there is an author that lives in the town that I live in in Utah he is very loyal to this bookstore which is much appreciated and he is sort of being posited as the next tom clancy or you know whoever writes like cia-based thrillers um okay so this author in i think early april when we were really in the throes of COVID, the bookstore still was not open to customers i wasn't working he went on the joe rogan podcast which I've certainly never listened to, um, but I know is the most popular podcast in the world. And he said, hey, my favorite bookstore in Park City is doing a signing event. You order the other website. I will sign, write personal messages for all three of my books. The Okay, so this is amazing because this is a man supporting local industry. He didn't have to do this and he wanted to help out the bookstore because of because of being shut down for COVID. There were so many orders of his three books that were supposed to be ready in a month's time so that he could come in from his house, do the signing. Um, I think that there were 2000 orders of books. All three of his books had to go into reprint um, from Simon & Schuster and i haven't worked in 2 weeks cuz i had to go back to chicago to get lasik which another topic for another time however um to my knowledge when i go back to work today we are still dealing with the ramifications of these books having to go into reprint um which is insane so he came in over the month of august and some of september when i was still there signed 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 package them up. That was my job, make shipping legals. There was some drama at the post office, but I'm not going to shit talk the post office right now. I don't know if this is even an interesting anecdote, but this is all to say we all got to get on the Joe Rogan podcast. Although he's he's, um, not a good person, right? I'll put him on blast. Not Joe Rogan, I mean. Everyone else in this story is a peach.
1: That was a wonderful anecdote.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, should we...
1: Should we listen to the second one and then discuss them both? Or should, do you think, wanna have a quick breakdown?
0: No, no, no. I think we should go. just go right into the addendum and then, All right. then, we, can, then we can discuss. All
1: right, I, think, I, think it's, I think my finder is uh, still in the, in the right place here. Fire two.
4: And sorry, quick addendum. Uh- so for the, between, I would say, Mother, Father's, when's Father's Day, June? I might have told you it was Mother's Day, but it's her Father's Day. Between mid May and late August, we probably were getting six phone calls a shift. I work six hour shifts um, of people being like, he has. I don't want to alienate anyone. I'm, I'm certainly not a coastal elite. I live in Utah and grew up in Illinois, but um, he had a bunch of Southern fans from what I could tell. Um, and the books are like army based maybe. Again, I'm not so sure. But anyway, six phone calls a day being like, I'm checking in on my order. Where is my order? Where is my order? And I would be like, I'm trying to not apologize because it has literally nothing to do with me that they're delayed, so I was I was always like, thank you for your patience, thank you for bearing with us. We are at the mercy of the publisher right now. And at the mercy of Joe Rogan, bitch!
1: <laughs> important addendum.
0: Uh, yeah, that is a pretty important addendum, I think. Um...
1: Well, Claire... First of all, that was Claire Carusolo, um, dear friend of the show, and...
0: Uh, I mean, well, as far as pro- as far you as probably, you probably you might want to bleep that. You probably shouldn't say her full name. <laughs> oh no. I I mean I don't know. You could ask her. You don't before think we so? Post it.
1: She's kind of a public person. That's true. Uh, yeah, we could definitely ask her name. That's
0: fine. we'll just ask her. We'll just ask her.
1: Uh, I could just say she that did. was Claire.
0: That was Claire. Yeah. I mean, with that anecdote, if you wanted to do a little forensic research you could probably figure out what bookstore she works at.
1: Yeah. And then you could call her
0: and then you could call her. Um, so,
1: <laughs> that's, uh, you know, good luck getting through. But
0: so, yeah, apparently. So,
1: first of all, looking, looking forward to her book. That sounds great. Um, looking forward
0: to your book, Claire. Uh, I hope that you, your LASIKs went well and that you can, that's see. right.
1: That's right. I think it's inevitable by the way. She says she has some doubt, I think it's inevitable. I loved her writing when she was writing. Uh, she was writing about beauty. Oh, I thought
0: I thought you meant doubt about whether she would be able to see or not.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was gonna be like, yeah, the LASIK procedure is pretty. It's pretty straightforward it, at this point. It's pretty good. I mean, they. I've I've heard some some times when it went, when it went bad. They've been but usually they've been doing it, goes it for, well. They've been doing it for a while. It's an outpatient. It it's an
1: outpatient procedure.
0: It is outpatient. But um. Straight. My grandma had it done,
1: but yeah, not, I mean, for, that, for, not that
0: only grandmas get it done. Um, sorry for stepping on you. Do, you, do you
1: have other things to say about LASIK? <laughs> a, I feel like no, I feel like this is a topic you want to no, talk about. I don't want to. I
0: don't. I don't. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about LASIKs at this time.
1: I don't want to like crush your youthful, you know, your 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 energy, right? I don't want
0: to. No, I'm good on LASIKs.
1: Okay. Um So yeah, I mean that's an insight into the publishing industry. Um It it doesn't it doesn't I don't know anything about it. That's why we had somebody t- tell us about it, but yeah. When I when I think about for example Simon and Schuster, I'm not thinking agile, flexible, quick moving, make things happen no. kind of industry. I'm thinking kind of dinosaur industry sure um but yeah it was it d- very interesting
0: it is interesting it's uh i like personal anecdotes same and um that's pretty much what we this was what we
1: that's kind of what our about. show is all about i mean uh, for, have you listened to have you listened to the joe rogan podcast
0: i have before yeah
1: it's pretty funny uh well it can i be. don't
0: necessarily think that joe rogan is a bad person I don't agree with all of his positions
1: yeah i don't necessarily think he's a bad person um i mean you know i don't know i'm from the fear factor generation right like we just sort of came up watching joe rogan on tv he was as common as barney uh
0: fear factor he was on the man show on comedy central
1: (laughs) didn't watch the man show because i didn't have cable
0: he was on news radio before that
1: oh my gosh i don't even remember that
0: yeah, he was on news radio. He was like uh the Who? dumb handyman, I think.
1: Right. There were some attractive uh some attractive women on that show as I remember. Who was the <laughs> I don't
0: I just remembered a tweet about <laughs> Joe Rogan. What do you remember? Uh it's not. I don't. Th- I can't. I don't think I can really recreate it audio. But it was the one about energy drinks. Did you see that one?
1: I don't. I don't remember it. Uh, Who's the woman I'm thinking of?
0: It was just like somebody was <laughs> like Joe. Our energy drink soda. And he's like, yeah, of course. Joe stares blankly. Does does a weird mouth tick. Our energy drink soda. Damn, that's crazy to think about. Our energy drink soda.
1: <laughs> that's what the show is like.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, I'll I'll retweet that tweet, and so that you guys can see it. Please do. In its uh best form. Not me mangling it on a podcast.
1: I think you did pretty well. Thank you. Having not seen it, I think I might have seen it. That sounds like it laugh- sounds like I, the way that it would have been written. I was laughing it at it.
0: Which I, I was laughing those. at it really hard yeah. for probably like 3 straight hours after I first saw it.
5: Oh,
1: here's a picture of News Radio uh cast with him standing right in the center. Joe Rogan.
0: Um what who are the women on there any any attractive older white actresses?
1: Definitely, but like I don't I'm not like getting vibes off of them right now. A little bit. Who's this? Um Mora Tierney playing Lisa Miller, definitely. Oh
0: oh yeah. The- I got a thing for Mora Tierney for sure. <laughs>
1: Um, I think that's the woman that I had a boner for for sure. Maura Tierney. Yeah, I think so. But oh yeah, she's but it's she's not. very hot. Wow, that that really sprung a lot of people's careers.
0: It did. It was a pretty important show for. It's a lot but of people. Stephen
1: Root is so fucking funny. Holy shit.
0: Stephen Root is very funny.
1: I didn't know he did drama stuff. Steven Root? Boardwalk Empire, Man in the High Castle. Interesting stuff, man. <laughs> Great stuff. What do we All got
0: right. next? Uh yeah. Steven Root. It's a pretty, pretty uh wide ranging character actor. Um I mean we gotta keep it moving. I think we just gotta get right into Silver Skin. What do you think?
1: Let's do it, baby. If we're not gonna I'm I'm determined to learn something.
0: Alright, let's load up so the Silver Skin Lecture from our good friend Connor.
1: Thank you, Connor, for uh for everything. All right, here we go. I'm uh downloading now. I'm
0: I'm ready to go when you're ready to go.
1: Should I get another beer? Before the yeah, silver skin? Beer. Yeah, one sec.
0: You could get another beer.
1: Do too much talking these days. These days. All right. Okay. Open. You beard. Show in Finder. I am beard. Thank you, Chef.
0: Thank you, Chef. Uh, what what beer are you drinking tonight?
1: I'm drinking Anheuser Busch's contribution to the gluten free market. Uh, Redbridge, which is what I had to drink, you, they you know, they had to drive 30 minutes across central Illinois to, like, Fryer Tux to get, or Fryers or whatever, it was called Fryer Tux, to get, um, to get this for me on, like, my birthday in college, this was the only thing that was around, and that's how far you had to drive to get it, um, and it sucked back then, it really sucked ass, but I think they reformulated it, um, like, a few years ago, like, maybe a bunch of years ago, and, uh, because there's so many other more adventurous things out there, I usually drink the other stuff, but in northern Wisconsin, we were, uh, sitting inside at a restaurant, and, uh, there was a guy across (gasps) from me. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, they just don't give a shit in northern Wisconsin. Um, Dude, ask me
0: how many, ask me how many restaurants I've been inside in Texas. How many? I don't know, a lot.
1: A lot, yeah. Um... I think I'd like to know more about that when we have more time. Sure, I want to. T- I want to talk to you about your I restaurants experience. We can,
0: we can, we can run long. If, no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't just. We shouldn't just throw our no. We really should. our hour, our hour to the wind. We should try to. We are. We are going to go a little long on this one. I can already tell, but so let's stay focused. Um, At any rate, stay focused.
1: It's good. It's better now. It's good. The guy in Wisconsin was drinking, and I said, you know, I want one of those, and it slaps, so I picked it up off the shelf when I got home.
0: I'm going to go to Specs, which is like the big liquor store. I'm going to look for that salted cucumber cider that we had, because I'm really craving it.
1: I think you're really going to like it.
0: I did again. like it. We had it
1: again. Yeah, I'm going to like it again. All right. Fire
5: one. And I'm going
0: to I'm gonna take it to the beach. You ready?
1: God damn. Hey, you Brooks. Know you do
5: that. Hey, Doke. This is Connor, your friend. It's 5.15 p.m. Mountain Time. um, September 23rd, 2020. I'm in the parking lot of Wyatt's Wine and Spirits. In my wife's 2013 Subaru Outback. Silver skin is a form of connective tissue. um, In animal bodies. So, it's also called fascia um and connective tissue um is used to gird and separate muscle tissue. So, it separates skeletal mus- muscle from each other um and holds them together so that they don't like slough off. Um it's a very tough and fibrous proteinaceous tissue. So it's made of these interlocking um, parallel strands of protein. And in a lot of connective tissue, um, that protein is collagen. And we think of collagen as the precursor to gelatin. So with slow heating and water, that collagen will denature and turn into gelatin. And so that's why like when you cook a pork shoulder, something that has a lot of connective tissue in it, it becomes nice and supple and juicy at the end because all of that collagen sloughs out and turns into gelatin and you've got more of a a rich body. The thing about silver skin is it's not made out of most collagen; it's made out of elastin, which is a different connective tissue that's way tougher, way more elastic and does not break down with cooking. Elastin is the main protein that's in epidermis, so your skin. And so if you've ever had like a pork belly that still had some skin attached, you know that when you cook it, like that skin, like you're not going to chew through that skin. It's fucking gross. So um, that's why you got to remove the silver skin. Um, And I'm not really sure why it's silver. That's um, for someone smarter than me. It has something to do with the way the light reflects off of it. I still don't really know that much about rods and cones, so I couldn't tell you why that works. Um, the best way to get rid of silver skin is to use a sharpest shit knife. I prefer a seven inch Japanese style petty knife. So sort of like a long, thin one. Or you could do like a sujihiki style knife, which it would be like nine to ten and a half inches long. Um, or a sashimi knife, so some some and like yeah, you gotta sharpen the hell out of it. Um, so if you really if you really want to get into silver skin removal as like a hobby, you really need to get a a water stone, um, just a, a sharpening stone for your knife. Just honing it's not gonna cut it, cause um, you know that stuff is a bitch. And it doesn't really matter what animal we're talking about. Like you guys are talking about bears. We all have silver skin. Um, it's just most like regularly butchered stuff. It's it's most of the way removed. Um. Yeah.
1: Another like remarkably informative uh, lecture from Connor.
0: Damn, Connor! I'm gonna just the resident expert of the podcast. I always. That's two that's two for two. Um
1: I'm going to feel really bad putting the American Beauty music behind that, but I am still going to do it.
0: Yeah, you're going to do it.
1: Yeah. Um
0: It's just going to like that, amplify the the
1: the gravity. That's the why I'm going do it. I, I,
0: I wish there was some <laughs> way that we could convey to the listeners Uh, The look that you had on your face when he said that we all have silver skin, (laughs) and also when he said that silver skin was made of elastin and it's in our epidermis. Yeah, uh, I was bugging. I was bugging. You, you, you bugged out, and you picked up your arm and looked directly at your forearm.
1: (laughs) I think I I forgot that I was on camera. I think. (laughs) I was like, whoa, yeah. That's... You were like, whoa, <laughs> really? <laughs> I was thinking about my skin. Yeah. Um. So that's super, super informative. Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I we, know. Know, we know what there is to know about it now.
0: Yeah, there's really, there's probably no reason to know any more about silver skin than that.
1: It would be interesting that's, to figure out why it's like reflective, but that might just have to be, that might just true. have to do with the density of the fibers. So here's my argument for why that might be the case. Have you ever made saltwater taffy or seen it being made?
0: I've seen it being made.
1: And as you, I don't know what the name of this process is, the, the stretching, but it's folding really. Yeah. As you fold, it gets shiny. And this mm-hmm. happens. Here's another place you could see this. I might be the only one. Got to have a problem with burping when I drink beer.
0: Well, it's carbonated.
1: Maybe I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. Okay. Um, if you follow the slime people on Instagram, there mm, is I a re- there is a resurgence in the kind of slime that was popular when we were kids that you'd get like pet from Nickelodeon. You'd get, like, Gak. these different Gaks and, and and Flubs and flom um, And um, I think those are the ones that come immediately... The flom and the Gak come immediately in mind. So that I kind of thing phloem. is apparently still popular. It's still very marketable to a person of a certain age. You, the way that, like, Pokemon cards is, like, still popular to a person of a certain age. The way that Bob Marley appeals to a person of a certain age. Um, anyway... The slime content is kind of like ASMR, but it's also kind of like a business. It's like a business for these people. And they're usually young people, actually, that have these businesses, uh, packaging, creating and and selling these slimes.
0: Young people be making slime.
1: They're like children entrepreneurs. It's kind of uh, inspiring. It also kind of makes you pissed off. Like, oh, man, this kid's got like slime money and I'm sitting around looking like a dumbass.
0: And I gotta go to fucking work.
1: I gotta work, and this kid's got. And they're slime. just making. I mean, they work hard. Sli- that's why they have slime more money on than Instagram because they probably work harder than me. But, anyways, so what they do is they don't work harder than me. No, no, not you. You work pretty yeah. hard. I mean, you work on your feet. I don't think slime people work on their feet.
0: No, you do that at a table.
1: I think maybe running, running up and down, sort of the rack to package up slimes. There might be some footwork. Anything that's got a supply chain's got footwork involved. At any rate, that's true so they take the slime out and they have these videos where they fold it and they fold it and they fold it and they fold it Mm -hmm. and it gets super shiny when it's done and I think that's because if you increase the density of these fibers it begins to be more it's more reflective to the light so it takes on a shinier appearance what do you think about that hypothesis Mm. well I think I'm right Mm. I think I'm right
0: you could be right I'm not completely bought into that theory though,
1: okay, well, maybe this is um we could take this there's gotta be we gotta be able to like call it like a professor or something,
0: yeah, we're getting pretty niche on the lecture for that one if we're gonna bring in an expert <laughs> might have to take that offline, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna we're gonna have to yeah, we're gonna have to go to a professor we're gonna have to I don't even know what kind of professor. I'm sure that there's an Instagram an account, an, an, an account called an, an Slime an, an Professor.
1: Well, the silver, the silver skin? We could call a doc. We could call... There's got to be some kind of doctor.
0: I know I work at the hospital, but I don't know any doctors. Uh,
1: no worries. I wasn't necessarily putting that on you. Good. I'm just making a note.
2: Okay.
0: I mean like I said before we are literally recording this. So it's being documented. But I mean everybody has their own organization system.
1: Yeah, I like I like um I like keeping like notes, notes because okay. Um Mhm.
0: Okay. Yeah, if it works for you, I, I I fully support it. I text myself things, mm-hmm. or I write them down on a piece of computer paper and leave it on my bedside table.
1: Computer paper, like you go you go to the printer.
0: Yeah, I pull I pull a piece of blank paper out. It's mm-hmm. about it, really.
1: I like my note. I like my uh, my notes app. I like taking screenshots.
0: I take a lot of screenshots a lot, too. A lot of actually. Screenshots.
1: and and it's interesting. I don't usually go back and like do the thing that I took the screenshot for. Every once I in a while, like if I'm if I'm look, you know, if I need a new piece of music or something, I I go back and I see what I captured off Spotify, or if I heard something out in the in the wild and shazammed it or whatever. That was a that was a deeply important piece of technology for me. To be able to grab a song out of out of the air.
0: Yeah, Shazam's still pretty cool. Sometimes I've I've done it in the car recently, mm-hmm. and my mom is still like, "Whoa, you have that thing that can figure out what song is <laughs> playing?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's you could download it too, and it's
1: it's not going away.
0: It's free, and it's been here for
1: for a long time, and it's not a going long away. time. It's like one of those things. that's like." Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's it's mm-hmm. it's an advent of technology and it's just being it's added to the human condition now.
0: Yeah, Shazam's always going to be here.
1: It's always going to be here. There was a before and there won't be an after. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> There's not going to be an after, Shazam.
0: <laughs> you can't go back. No.
1: Even when even when people are gone,
0: It'll still Shazam
1: be will still be. A
0: it will still be able to here. be
1: used. If uh, that function, when people are gone, the function they they will have full functionality on their iPhones. For a time, well, forever. Until the uh, the physical circuitry degrades, think about that.
0: Mm. Shazam's here until the sun consumes the earth, basically.
1: That's right. Well, yes. I think it's far more likely that we experience uh, a human born terminus than an organic, natural world one. But uh,
0: yeah, but we'll be dead. But the iPhones will still be here. But the okay with sh- with Shazam on them.
1: So you're saying the sun, the, the only thing that will kill the iPhones is actual heat death from the sun. Yeah, that's true if you think of heat yeah yeah because isn't all mm-hmm. heat on earth isn't all of the heat on earth uh, a result no i don't know about all that some of it's just like big bang heat you know what i mean
0: yeah i don't really know how heat works as a mm-hmm. un- on a universal scale mm-hmm. it seems very complex
1: do you think that if the sun was well I think physically there'd be some problems. But if we didn't if we didn't receive the sun's heat, would that stop the engine of the volcanic action beneath the beneath the crust?
2: Mm.
0: I don't think it would be good.
1: <laughs> Not good. That's that's Not all you good. have to say about it. You know, if we didn't
0: receive heat from the sun, it would not be good. We
1: know a geologist. Isn't Rachel a geologist? Who's Rachel? South Southwest uh, New Mexico Rachel. Oh,
0: is she a geologist?
1: I don't know. I think she's a geologist, man.
0: Do you think she would know about if the sun is good for the earth or not?
1: Well, I, I think I think the question we'd have to pose to her would be a little more nuanced. It would be, oh, it, okay. does, is the sun's heat, it, does the sun's heat have any kind of impact on the, um,
0: on volcanic activity? The engine
1: of the Earth's core and some of the other stuff that's happening around, it's, well, there, isn't the Earth's core, so, I think we're, maybe, maybe we have to wait on this because we can't even form the question. I think we have we
0: to, we could ask, we could ask her about,
1: we have to ground ourselves if we can't form the question. Yeah,
0: we'll have to right think answer. about it. We'll have to think about what exactly we're asking. But I know what you mean. But that's just because we have like a little. We have like a connection. So there's there's a little like you know there's a level of communication that can happen non-verbally, or just we can just kind of understand one another, mm-hmm. even if we can't fully articulate the idea to other people, uh, as is the case r- right now. You know what I mean?
1: We're just a couple of curious Kathys. That's all we are. Yeah, I just want to know. Nothing wrong with that. This show is about learning. It is learning. This show is about...
0: What's it about, It's about...
1: It's about self-improvement. <laughs>
0: no, it's not. We explicitly said it. before that it's that it's not about self-improvement. How have we fucked this up? It's not about self-improvement.
1: Okay. Okay. We can learn, but we can't improve.
0: I've I've shown that to be extremely true in my life. <laughs>
1: My new favorite thing to tell people, especially like managers, is uh, I never learned an easy lesson in my life. And they all laugh at that really hard. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> You're not supposed to be encouraging this fucking behavior. <laughs> They're like, Brooks, I like you. Let's go to the bar sometime after I say that. Come on, man. Somebody dissuade me once for once. Mm-mm.
0: I'm not into dissuading.
1: Just encouraging. You're so encouraging. Just encouraging. You're very supportive. You're one of the most supportive people in my life. Thank you. All right.
0: I love you, and I want to support oh. all of your endeavors.
1: Oh, son of a goddamn it! I opened up iTunes. Fuck.
0: Oh, Jesus Christ. I was gonna say let's let's get to Mayflies. Everything now, was going but... so well. Uh, Shit. Your fat fingers opened up iTunes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> My unwieldy pork sausages here.
0: Well Well how long is that you got a ten year old MacBook trying to open up iTunes?
2: It's open. Them for creating life are the instructions for the ephemeroptera, the mayflies, an ancient order of insects whose adult lives are short, fantastically short compared to the years that the nymph stage can live. In fact, the adults of some species emerge from their aquatic forms, rise from the surface of a lake or stream into the air, mate, lay their eggs, and expire in only a few minutes. Their ephemeral lives have been romanticized in literature for centuries. Most often as a metaphor proving that life is short. I learned about mayflies when I heard about their sudden hatches, from clear streams in the mountains and the the country north of where I grew up, and I have long admired their beauty. In my training as a naturalist, I came to value the mayflies for a different reason. The mayflies are considered indicator species their absence or presence tells us something about the ecosystem in which they live. That's because mayflies do not tolerate pollution, or low water quality, or unnatural swings in water conditions. In addition, because the immature forms live for a long time, their disappearance may provide evidence of ecological pollution long after the event has been swept downstream. Finally, Mayflies typically form part of a diverse community of organisms in a healthy ecosystem. That diversity can be measured and summarized as an index, and the health of different aquatic ecosystems can be rated by comparing their index of heterogeneity, a task that could be performed without the necessity of being able to key organisms to species level. It's only necessary to be able to tell different organisms apart from each other, which can be done without years of training and study. Understanding the life cycle of the mayflies not only helps us appreciate the marvelous and fleeting beauty of our natural world, but also helps us understand our place in this world. And because we and mayflies both depend on the health of our environment, when the existence of the mayflies are threatened, we can be sure that our existence is threatened for the same reasons.
0: Another amazingly informative lecture.
1: Incredible. That was my that was my dad. Um,
0: that was your dad.
1: So you can see why I'm so tightly wound. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've I've met him before, and uh, it all it all began to make sense.
1: That's what people say, anyway. Um, I don't
0: really I don't really feel that way. I don't
1: really feel that way either. But Frank, it's it makes for a decent joke.
0: Oh, it's a it's a good at joke. a dinner
1: at a dinner party or something. I would tell that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Oh, it yeah. always works. There's definitely an. There's yeah, an audience There's definitely an
0: audience for that for that for, that, for sure.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um brilliant. Yeah, so we had it wrong that it was done for genetic reasons, um but as an indicator species because it um because it dies so quickly and because it dies so uh um, Yeah.
0: It's so sensitive. It's quite
1: sensitive to to changes and swings in, in, in different factors in the environment. Fascinating stuff. And also uh, I like the way that dad kind of... And this is what I think all good naturalists do. Um, I mean, I don't really know any other natural... I know a couple other. I guess I know a couple other naturalists. I've read some naturalists, but... um, The mayfly is part of a web of life. A mayfly is part of its Mm -hmm. ecosystem. These sort of... um, Interdependent and not isolated Geographical And climate Related uh, Sort of locations And that's That's beautiful That was a beautiful lecture A real treat
0: For us It was wonderful Tell him I said thank you
1: I will I will
0: I Again one that I Kind of feel like everything that we needed to know about mayflies we now know.
1: Very thorough, comprehensive, thoughtful.
0: Thoughtful. Very thoughtful. Concise, thoughtfully presented.
1: Well, that's kind of his thing, too. So my dad writes patents. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't find an, uh, an errant word in the bunch. That's the job. Yeah. So we did it.
0: We hit all the topics.
1: Did you learn anything? Yes. Did you improve?
0: No. No. Never will I improve. I refuse.
3: I've been out walking. I don't do too much talking these days